What is up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark Bird, the podcasting coach here, and we talk a lot on profitable public speaking, how to get on more stages, how to be a more confident public speaker. One thing we're going to touch on a lot more in detail is how do you actually connect and engage with an audience where after your presentation, you've got people swarming up to you feeling that you know you really hit on a lot of key points, a lot of key ideas that they've had. So we're going to figure out how do we do that, connect and engage the audience. Uh, so today's guest who joins us today is a presentation skills specialist, executive speech coach, and speaker. She works with business professionals who want to position themselves as leaders by delivering more engaging, compelling presentations, allowing them to step out in front of audiences with confidence, build their careers and businesses, and stand out as the leader that they are. Our guest who joins us is none other than Susanna Baum. Susanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's really fun to be here. Susanna, I'm so happy to have you on Profitable Public Speaking. And connecting with the audience is usually something people don't think about as much. They just think, let me get on this stage. Let me get on this other stage. Let me make money from my public speaking. But connecting with your audience is one of those ways that you get more clients and you get more people to say, this speaker needs to really be at your next event. So how do we really connect with the audience? Because each audience is going to be different. Each presentation style is going to be different. But how do we keep that sense of connection? Okay, thanks for asking that question, Mark. Because this is something that I find the, the more that I work with entrepreneurs, the more I work with coaches who have a very specific expertise and a very specific background that this is an important component that's often that that's often missed right that when we have to give a speech we think about what is it we want to say how are we going to look on stage how are we going to feel on stage what is our powerpoint going to look like and we want to get up there and, and get her done and there's very often a, an important a key piece that is missing which is the audience Right. So whenever anyone will call me and say, uh, I need to I, I need some help, Susanna, because I've got a presentation coming up, whether it's work, whether I'm trying to sell from a stage, whether I'm building a new keynote. Um, very often the, the first uh, the first door they go through is I need to feel better, feel more confident uh, and I want to engage my audience. And the third thing is there's just so much information like I, I know so much and I have 20 minutes or I have 30 minutes, so I'm really overwhelmed. So the first thing I say, whatever, whatever they come to me with, the first thing is always like, you know, put aside your feelings and your need to manage your nerves right now. Like, well, we acknowledge it. It's real. Fear is real. Nerves are real, but acknowledged. Let's park it. Let's take your PowerPoint and park it. And let's sort of really back up into the process and really try to understand who this audience is and what is it about your message that would be relevant to them? Because until, because approaching it from where we think it's important sometimes misses the mark instead of taking that step back and going, well, what does my audience need to hear? So who are they? What issues do they have? And why would they be coming to hear what I have to say? What, what problem might they have that I have the solution for? So really taking that first step back before you put together your content, your slides, deal with the nerves is really, what is my message? Like what, what is the message? What is my expertise? What is my background? And how do I marry that to what it is the audience really needs to hear? And so sometimes it means tweaking your message a little bit 
because talking about it in the way that you think is important is less effective than it talking about it in the way that, that the audience can really get the meaning and relevance. So that's kind of the first step. And, and I work with this three step, that there's three steps to it. So the first step is really back up and look at what it is the audience needs to hear. What do they need to understand? What is it about the message? What is the essential message that you want to get through that you want them to walk away with, right? And, and you know, we're, we're trying to educate them. We're trying to persuade them. We're trying to inspire them. So that, that requires you as the speaker to step back and go, okay, well, what am I really trying to accomplish? And then once that's clear, you move into step two, which is structuring the presentation, right? Just like step by step, what do I start with? Where do my stories fit in? Where do the examples fit in? How do I, how do I categorize my, my, my key messages and my key points into a very focused, organized way so that at any point, the audience, again, so important for the audience to be listening to you and going, I, I have faith and I understand where the speaker is going. This speaker understands my issue. So the connection piece, oh, actually, so, so then let me go to step three. Then for me, once we've structured it and we've, we've put it into this, this nice format, then we go ahead and we practice the delivery. Then we can talk about nerves and how do you manage the nerves and how do you deliver and, and, and get a sense of what your speaking style is. So when you talk about the connection piece, there's, there's a lot of different components really in terms of what, what will interest and reinterest an audience. And very often that's in the form of storytelling, that's in the form of sharing examples, that's in the form of interacting with the audience in certain ways. But this is the ways that, that we can connect with them. And, but at the heart of it all, you will only connect with them if they can see relevance in your message. And if they could see their problems, their issues, their challenges, being solved by your insights. And it's interesting how Susanna isn't saying structure your presentation step number one, because I feel like a lot of people do just think about, okay, I know this is a general idea. Let me create my presentation, but to really go deeper into what it is that the attendees want, why they are showing up to the event. And I'd really love to demonstrate this with an example. So podcast movement is a big event for podcasters who want to launch, grow, monetize their shows. And people aren't just going there to launch, go monetize their shows. Some people, they just want more visibility. They want a way to get more clients. So this idea that, you know, podcast movement or any other event, you have this main reason that is obvious why people are going, but you can have these branched reasons where it's not like in the title, but people are going for different reasons as well. So I'm wondering if you share with us, how do we get better at figuring out why attendees are going to a, an event? Because, you know, podcast movement, it sounds really obvious in the title, but there are a lot of other reasons and motivations that go beyond the surface. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's a great question. But you know what? As you were talking, can I, can I just sort of divert and, and come back to that? Yeah. Is that uh, last night, as I was preparing for this podcast, and I was reading all about you, Mark, and you have, uh, you have in your bio, you that your, uh, your official, you know, your official bio, and then, you know, who's really Mark. And in it, you said something about people would say to me, uh, you're too young to be doing what you're doing. They would, you know, there's a certain segment of the population who would do that. Say you're too young. Why should I take advice from you? What do you know? You're just so young. And, and you kind of fought back to that and you said, well, okay, you're not my people then. 
and my people will understand that it's not about my age and you started when you were 11, but it's about the experience that you build. And, and if you've spent all this time from age 11, and I'm not sure how old you are now, but several years building an expertise, well, who's to say that you don't have a much better expertise than someone you know, who's, who's 40 or 50 years old. So what I loved about how that message connects with an audience is that you come right out and say, a lot of people say, I am not old enough to do this. A lot of people complained. A lot of people said, I'm not worth listening to. Well, too bad, right? I'm doing it anyways. And so that is a connection piece, what you did, because you're speaking to all those people who are coming to your website, trying to figure out who you are and whether they are the younger generation who are saying, well, listen, he started at 11 and now look, he's young, but look what he's accomplished. So that motivates them. And then even the older generation who has the, the presence of mind to go, well, look at this, this he's, he's so young and you're right. A lot of people would say he's not qualified enough, but he's so young and look at the drive and the motivation and what you've accomplished. So for me, that, that sort of, so going back to your original question, how do you sort of understand what the audience needs to hear. I mean, you, you got to have a handle on, in, in terms of your expertise, your topic, your what it is that you talk about, what are the issues surrounding that, that that people come to you most often for? What, you know, you talk about building your business and, and podcasting and YouTube. So there's a lot of pieces that people will want to hear from you. Now you have to sort of figure out based on the audience you're in front of, which message do I put forth? But over the years, you have built your expertise to, to know based on what people have asked you and what you've learned, what the, the biggest problems are, what the biggest challenges people have when it comes to these. So if you can come right off the bat and be very open and authentic about it and share that you understand what they're looking for, what their possible problems are, then then that's a first step in connecting. When I go in front of my audiences, I know that if I'm speaking at a conference, people will come to my talk because based on the title and based on the, the abstract that I've given about how to be a better public speaker, how to build more structure into your presentations, how to feel more confident, how to understand what the audience needs to hear, just by them knowing that they're choosing to come to this, these are important concepts, but I put this together because I've been asked these questions over the years. They are the most common issues that people hear, whether it's from clients, colleagues, uh, things that I read, you know, the research that I do, that these are the most common issues. So I put my expertise towards helping people in these more common issues. And we'll go into like, you know, engaging with your audience. I do want to bring up one thing though. Susanna mentioned my story and the connection piece. It's interesting Susanna brings that up because I don't just get messages from young people. I get messages from people who are on the other side, like 70 and above who say, you know, I love the story. And, you know, I feel like now that, you know, age is just a number because that's one of the big things I say. And uh, just being able to connect with your audience, it's not just a way to connect with your audience and give them value and stuff like that. It's a way to give them hope in their abilities. And that's one of those like deeper meaning things that I usually, I go for. Uh, with the whole age is not a limit to success. And uh, just going back to the whole engaging piece, because connecting with an audience when they are there is very powerful because you've got people swarming you uh, at the end of your talk, which is definitely something you want as a public speaker. Don't go back in your hotel room. That's a big mistake. Just stand there, answer everyone's questions, engage with everyone who comes to you. But then how do you engage with people post-event? Because I feel like this is a missed opportunity for so many people. 
Oh, wow. How do you gauge post-event? Um, you know, at a lot of my events, uh, when I speak, I will always have that, that slide up at the end that offers, uh, it, depending on the audience, different offers, right? To sign up to receive uh, free reports, uh, a video series, um, sign up to have a, you know, if they, if they choose to have a 30-minute free coaching sometimes. So, I mean, you're asking basically, how do I follow up with them afterwards? Yes. All of the different ways. So those are the different, I mean, so we could start with that, that they, I'll give them the URL or a little uh, a QR code on my slides where they can go directly so I get them uh, onto my newsletter list right away and then they get something immediately. So I'll always create something on my website, uh, a specific page for that conference. So it would be, you know, susannabomb.com slash, you know, podcasting conference or podcasting and they go to that special page and or the QR code or they link the QR code sign up to receive some stuff and then I have them on my list uh, what I did something that uh, I, I did but I don't think I would do again although it, it did get great engagement last May I spoke at a conference and, and a colleague of mine gave me this idea because I really wanted a lot of follow-up afterwards so she said uh, she suggested that um, instead of just asking them to sign up for something on uh, on my site, if they had any public speaking questions that I was not able to attend to during the one hour that we had, to submit the question to me, and then I would answer all the questions and send it out as a special report to everyone who signed up to receive the special report. So I'm like, that, that's great. The the So it was great. I got a lot of names. Uh, the downside was that I also got a lot of questions. And so it took me a long time to create this report. And while I was, you know, originally I was like cursing out my friend for making the suggestion. Afterwards, I realized it was a blessing in disguise because then when I looked at all these questions and, and the responses that I created, I was like, well, oh my God, these are like, you know, 30 blog posts and 30 articles and I could create this and make it into a video or, you know what I mean? Break it up and put it into one minute segments. So it was a blessing in disguise. I say that now because I, I did it and it's done. I'm not sure I would do it again. Um, but it was effective at the time. I think I need to, to find some kind of variation on it, but those are some of the ways that I try to keep the conversation going. If at any time somebody were to email me and say, great presentation, or I will engage them fully. Like there's no, oh, thanks, take care. Like I will engage and try to draw them into the conversation. Now, it is important to note that, I mean, these are great strategies if you're in front of the right audience. Just some people, they speak in front of high school students, college students, where something like this may be different. But I mean, speaking the business professionals, speaking to people who can become your clients. I mean, this is such a great strategy, that special report. You, I mean, I can see how it builds up over time and, yeah. <laughs> you know, just becomes a lot of work. But. Yeah, but it is, it is a good one. It is a yeah. good one. One thing I will say about that, I mean, you also get product ideas. And one thing I will suggest is for people who want to do something similar, I would just carve out some days to do like post event stuff because so many people, and this isn't just for like doing a special report, but so many people go to a conference and they're like, I learned so much time to make the magic happen and do what I learned and nothing. The reason that happens is people don't usually have a plan for what to do after the conference, like setting out three days a week after the conference to say, these are going to be the three days I do whatever 
uh, I'm supposed to do based on the stuff I did from the conference. So that could be something where um, if you want to create some kind of special report, which is a really great strategy, you get so many different names, so many different ideas and content, having those three days to just say, I'm going to fully focus on this can really help you with the timing of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was very strategic, but very time consuming. So that's why I don't, I don't always want to suggest that people do that because it is, it is a heavy, uh, it's, it's a heavy project, but in the end, like so many heavy projects, once it's done and you look back, there's a lot of great content that can be used and reused and repurposed and, and created. And, and the fact that you can go back to your audience and go, your question is in here. And I attached names, like not last names, but I said, you know, these, these are the four people who ask, you know, this question. And, you know, I was able to group some questions together, thankfully, you know, because uh, if, if there were five or six people who had variations of uh, how do I present with a certain structure, or how do I present to an audience, a diverse audience, there were a few similar questions, but it, uh, you know, I mean, you, you got to look at it in terms of how much time you have, but it was a worthwhile exercise once it was done. Yeah, I mean, that's such a powerful way to get your audience involved and actually engaged with your brand because now it's like, instead of like just writing the generic blog post for everyone, it's like, oh, uh, John had this question. Then you email John and it just creates a different experience. And repurposing the speaking gig stuff is just something so many people do not think about. I'm actually going to link to an episode in the show notes where uh, I had two guests on uh, a while back who they will do like a really long speaking gig and turn that into training courses. So there's just like so many different ways you can repurpose. That link will be down below. Another thing we will link out to is Susanna's work. So Susanna, for everyone wondering, where do we follow you on your journey? Where do we go? Okay. So you can head over to my website, which is at susannabaum.com. Um, everything pretty much is listed there. What's really, uh, what, what people, the feedback I get of what is very helpful to the, the general public is my, my videos and resources page is one where it's a series of, um, two to three minute videos on a whole range of questions, topics, you know, just like what we're talking about based on the questions I've gotten over the years, the most common ones, how to connect with your audience, how to build the right stories, how to manage your nerves. And, and, you know, I think something else that you had referred to in your, um, in your bio, which is how do you just, just take the right step? Like just go and do it. Right. How, how long do we spend sometimes saying that we don't, we are not comfortable public speaking. We don't want to, it's not your thing. But then once, you know, a few tweaks and a few skills like you don't have to go out there and be you know the best speaker in the world you don't have to be you know tony robbins you don't have to be that person you could be exactly who you are on stage but you have to make that decision to 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 get out there and share your expertise so so that page my video resources page has a lot and uh and on my products page i do have a few products that are designed for different levels of of individuals now those who are struggling with uh nerves and confidence and just feel like they they need a little boost to be able to take that first step so i have one it's a mini master class that helps you with that it's called how to rock your speech um and then one of my signature programs from a few years ago really is the one that that focuses on uh structure so how to structure your speech and uh, if I could just say what you had mentioned before that so many people focus first on structure, 
there were many years that that's what I was doing was that I would go into with my, my clients, my coaching clients, my training clients, um, and even my speaking engagements. And I'd go straight to the structure piece. And it was only about four years ago that just something started to feel like it had, it had to shift. And that's where, uh, working with a series of people, because, you know, you, you don't live in a vacuum. You, I have masterminds. I have, I hire coaches, you know, to get me into the next level of my thinking, right? Because I, I think of my topic and my content in a very specific, you know, filtered way. And so I, I looked out for help saying what's missing. And so that's where my step one came, which is how do you really back up and figure out how the audience needs to hear your message and all the components that go along with that, which really created a much more rounded message. So, but, uh, so I've got my, the course about how to build your confidence. There is the course about the structure, which is called how to create a signature speech that sells. And, uh, and other than that, I mean, it's, it's ever, all the information is on that site, a blog that I update with all sorts of new stuff. So a lot of ways to, to get in touch with me. I, I work, uh, I coach one-on-one. -on -one. I have a series of coaching programs. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I work. Susanna, thank you for sharing all those great resources with me. Links will be in the show notes for you guys to check out Susanna and all of her work. Thank you so much for coming on Profitable Public Speaking. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. It was really a pleasure being here, Mark. Thank you so much.